As a young person, I would hear people speak of someone who was called by God to be a minister, and I thought that to be very strange. This was before I was born again. It didn't make any sense to me that a person was called by God for the work of the ministry. That was before I was born again. It seemed that you would just go to Bible school or theological school and become a minister. That was before I was born again. After I was born again, well, at the time I was born again, God spoke to me by his spirit and said, Joan, you know those mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. And I said, Ugh, sins? See, I thought I was a Christian. I'd gone forward at church and was baptized in water. But I wasn't called by God. I wasn't shown my sins. I just didn't want to go to hell. So I went forward and was baptized in water, thinking that that would be the way to keep from going to hell. Nothing at all changed in my life when I did that. About 15 years after that was when God spoke to me, and then everything changed. I was totally different after that. If anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Second Corinthians 5.17 a few nights after I was born again, I was transported into heaven. It was a spiritual experience. I saw no physical images. But I knew I was with God, with Jesus, and with the Holy Spirit. And at that time, I was merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the Word of God. A few nights after this happened, the same thing happened again. I was taken into heaven, transported into heaven. And I was with God and with Christ and with the Holy Spirit, seeing no physical images, but knowing this is what was happening. And I was merged again into the body of Jesus, made one with the Word of God. I had no idea what this meant, but I was on fire for things of God. I cared no longer at all about my business. I had an American Indian Arts business in Dallas at the time. All I cared about was church and Bible and going to prayer groups and being with people of God. That's all I cared about. I cared nothing about my former life. Nothing at all. I was completely changed. I really thought this being transported into heaven happened to every Christian, and I had no idea that it was some type of calling of God on my life until much later. Two or three years later, I looked back on it and came to believe that this was the call of God on my life. But at the time it happened, I didn't know what it was. And I didn't even tell people what, that this had happened because I really thought it happened to everybody. It took me quite a while before I found out that wasn't the case. And even after that, I didn't tell people. 
But I found that people began saying things to me like, we know the hand of God is on you. We know the hand of God is on you. How did they know that? They knew it because of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that were given to me, because God had given me very strong gifts of word of knowledge and also of exhortation for the church. So they, I would speak to them, and they'd recognize that. And it was over and over that I would go to different places and people would say that to me because of those gifts of the Spirit, because I had information which I spoke which no one could have known. For example, at the prayer group, when this first started happening to me, I had a word of knowledge concerning someone having a stomach problem, and I gathered the courage to ask, does anyone have a stomach problem? And one woman said, oh, I do. And it, people prayed for her, I suppose. But God began giving me these words of knowledge, and I'd go to the Sunday school class, and our teacher would say, does anyone have a word from the Lord? And I was always embarrassed because I did have a word from the Lord. And I would present that word. And I always wished that he wouldn't ask that so I wouldn't have to present it. But God was using this class to really develop me in the gifts of the Holy Spirit that he had given me. Well, they saw I was different. They knew I was different. And I think it was the gifts of the Holy Spirit that was enabling them to see I was different. And then this gift of exhortation where I could speak to the church, write to the church, do radio broadcasts, this type of thing. So if you are a minister of God, you have a call of God on your life. And that call of God is manifested to you and the church by the gifts that God has given you which become evident that you're not like the others and you are given to the church by Jesus for the work of the ministry. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 and 12 show that. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. We who are called by God are given by God to the church this way, for this work. God put me on radio in 1980, and a woman came to me at the church I was attending at that time, and she said, I want to do the work you do. I want to do what you do. And I said, you do? It kind of shocked me. I never had thought about wanting to do this. But there are many people who want to be ministers, who are not called to be ministers. And they put themselves into the church as ministers in various ways. I heard one man say that he took the tape recordings of a minister and memorized them. He took two weeks in his garage and memorized those tapes, and then he began preaching. I heard a woman say that her 
best friend, when she started trying to teach, her best friend said, you are the most boring teacher I've ever heard. And she got someone in acting school to come and help her to become more interesting with her presentations. When I was taken into heaven twice and had such a burning desire to study Bible, I didn't understand that God would teach me. I just didn't understand that at at that time. So I thought I would have to go to school to learn Bible. I contacted Dallas Theological Seminary and tried to enroll to study Bible, but they very nicely told me they did not accept women in the seminary. And I wasn't offended. I wasn't wanting to be a preacher. I was wanting to study the Bible. And I thought that's where you would go to study the Bible. But after they told me this, they contacted me and they said, we see that you have a doctorate, a doctor's degree in education. Therefore, if you would come help our young preacher boys in presentation of materials, we will allow you to attend the Bible classes. Well, I was happy to do that. I don't ever remember doing it. I can't have no recollection whatsoever of ever helping anybody. But I I did go to some of the classes at Dallas Seminary. Not that I really learned anything from going, but this is the way I thought you would do if you wanted to learn Bible. That's really not the case. We have an anointing from God, and he teaches us. The Apostle John tells us that. First John Chapter 2, verse 27. But the anointing which ye have received of him of God abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. We abide in those things which God has shown us by his Spirit. Now, each of us have that anointing, ministers as well as congregation. For the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth, teaches us all things, reminds us of everything Jesus has said, and shows us things to come. And in the New Testament church, each of us have the Holy Spirit of God living in us as believers. We are sealed by the Spirit of God. The works of God are shown to us in John chapter 14, verse 26, and John chapter 16, verse 13. But each of us have access to knowing the will of God through the Holy Spirit of God who lives in us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 tells a great deal about the Holy Spirit living in us. He lives in us to reveal to us the will of God for us in the matters of this life. Hebrews chapter 1 
In the Old Testament, God spoke to the people by prophets. They had to go to the prophet to find out the will of God. But in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 1 tells us, God speaks to us directly through Jesus, the Holy Spirit of Jesus. If you are a real minister of Jesus with the call of God on your life, it is Jesus who teaches you through his Spirit. At the time I was born again, I owned a small business. I had three very competent women who worked for me. I didn't even have to go into the business. I could stay home all day and read the Bible and let God work with me. And for the next three to four years, that's exactly what I did. I went to church, I went to a prayer group, and I went to Bible classes, but it was God who was teaching me. And it's God who's teaching you if you belong to God. You might hear me say something, and, it, and you might have already been taught that by God, and you'll say, oh, that's right, that's what it is. But this is God doing the teaching for both you and me. Whether you're called to the ministry or not called to the ministry, if you belong to God, God teaches you by his Spirit. But unfortunately, many people put themselves into the ministry without being called by God. Jude talks about this in the book of Jude. Verse 17 through 18, 19. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How that they told you there should be mockers in the last time, who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit. They are mockers in the church. These ministers who are mockers copy other ministers, but they don't have the Spirit of God. I have seen that so many times. I have gotten emails from men in different parts of the world saying that they are pastors and asking me to help them to come there and work with their church, asking me for help. One of them recently asked me, to be his mentor. And he wanted me to travel to, I think he was in Africa, and work with him and his church. And he wanted to have weekly telephone conferences. Well, I'm 83 years old right now, and I do not travel. So I told him I couldn't do that. Then later I got to thinking about this mentor business, and I thought, well, if you are a minister of Jesus, he teaches you. I think this is just one of the many people that is not called by God to be a minister. They think other humans have to teach them, but that's not correct. When we are called by God, he teaches us, but many in the ministries are not called by God. They put themselves into ministry by going to Bible school or seminary and they don't have the Spirit of God. And they some of them become very successful, big-time ministers on radio and television and have many, many followers. Well, Jesus said many would go in the way of destruction 
And he said in the end times there would be many who would come in his name and they would say Jesus is the Christ and they would deceive many. I'm quoting from Matthew 24 verses 4 and 5. So it, so we know by the scriptures that we will have many ministers who are not called by God and many will follow them. The apostle Peter spoke of this in 2 Peter chapter 2. Peter says, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. What happens is they pervert the doctrines of Christ and set up other doctrines and bring damnation upon themselves and their listeners. Verse 3, And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. Through covetousness, with feigned words, make merchandise of you. I was watching a movie the other day portraying the Catholic Church, and they were having some kind of funeral, and this Catholic guy was dressed up in Catholic robes and stuff, and he was had a little thing that he was swaying back and forth that, I'm not sure what it did, but it was some little thing that seemed to throw some substance over the um, casket. And I thought, I wonder if he really believes what he's doing. Because that's not in the Bible. None of this is real. I wonder if he really believes this. Or if this is just what he's learned to do. With feigned words, they pretend words, They don't even believe it themselves, but they tell you things to get you to give to them. Well, these are those false teachers. And Paul, uh, Peter said there would be many of them. So we have real ministers and we have false ministers. You probably can tell the difference because the real ministers will speak the word of God. And they will not speak these false things that are opposite to the Bible. They will not support the things that are contrary to the instructions of the New Testament Bible. And what I find today is most churches do support things that are contrary to the New Testament Bible. I think this just shows us that we're much, much closer to the return of Jesus because the wickedness would get greater as we get closer to the return of Jesus. And this, of course, causes a need even more than ever for meditating in the real Word of God, the New Testament Scriptures, and prayer. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.